Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. I'm James. Say hi, Rama. I'm Rama. Hello. On this episode of Kitchen Conversation today, we are going to be talking about how did we arrive at where we are now, which we looking at each of our stories to, that got us to this point. We'll be looking at the past and then also thinking about how that might shape our future. I mean, I think mm. we should get to you because I think you have a, a very contrasting uh, story to me in terms of you, you grew up differently. So yeah. let's, let's start and yeah. I'll just throw questions as we go along. No worries. My story starts um, being born in Melbourne. My parents had moved down for work and they were originally from Sydney, but very shortly they moved back up to Sydney and I was raised uh, within the Sutherland Shire, the suburbs in a, yeah, in a way I'd describe as relatively comfortable. Um, I remember a conversation I had with Rama in the office about ducted air conditioning and I had the preconceived assumption that don't all places have ducted air conditioning? Yes. Because I assumed <laughs> the way I grew up was how everyone grew up. But then as I matured, I realized, oh, wait, that's not the case. That is not the case. You're right. Um, and yes, uh, you know, you grew up in a nice home uh, where we grew up, six of us in a two bedroom apartment. Um, and yes, there no, no, no ducted air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Have... I, I did not know you, you were born in Melbourne. Just letting you know, I've known you now for <laughs> seven years. I did not know you were born in Melbourne. So there you go. So I always learn something fun, new. Fun facts. When we, when we go back to the very beginning, we sometimes learn new and exciting things about each other. <laughs> Uh, grew up in and around the Southern Shire, went to the local primary school, got to enjoy computing classes there and had a natural talent. I was academically inclined in most of the things that I did and finished up year six um, with ducks of the school for my year as well as I think I got a computing achievement award. We were using Max in our computer labs with the nice colored glass on the sides. And those things kind of just came naturally to me. I was interested in them. I was fortunate enough to sit the selective high schools exam and got admitted. I was accepted to Caringbar Selective High. So got to go there and develop my skills there amongst a lot of bright minds who were also academically gifted um, and that helped shape more of my interests in my education, what I enjoyed doing and learning about and also quite com competitive um, when you're around lots of people who are academically gifted. Um, you go from an interesting place where you might be towards the top five, top 10 at primary school, and then you're, you become average amongst a group of high performers, um, <laughs> which was, which was nice. But I also, I still have a desire for where I like winning, even if it's in sport, grew up playing sport on weekends, um, was very fortunate, made it to like numerous, like five plus grand finals growing up. Um, and won maybe half of them. So was really got to enjoy competitive team sports growing up as well. And that was a Saturday ritual 
that we would do together and then often that'd be Saturday sports, Saturday mornings and then Saturday afternoon. If we were lucky, we'd get to play video games, growing up playing the things on Xbox, still a big fan of the Halo franchise. But yeah, I had a love of kind of problem solving and technology and stuff and how that all all worked. Um, A lot of it I pursued outside of um, education. I remember getting a laptop in year six because I was interested in computers and how they worked. Remember using my dad's computer with a floppy disk to play like chess. You put the floppy disk in, you play the game, as well as things like Load Runner, which was like Pixels, where it was just a 2D platform game. So it was, yeah, really introduced to computers at a, a earlier age and had a natural talent for them and then continued that into high school. Um, when I was about 15, I think I went down the path of trying to build my own computer, picking out parts. And then when I got those parts, trying to put them all together and very quickly realizing that the voltage switch on the power box, you can't mess with electricity. So if you just flick it the other way and try and plug it in, it makes a loud bang. Um, When you don't put it on the correct voltage, I think I swapped it from 240 volts, which is Australian, to... 110 110 and it went a big bang it was oh it was it's like a gunshot going off um i'd clap into the microphone but i don't want to hurt your hearing (laughs) but yeah it was just oh wow so like i said some days you win some days you learn so i learned very quickly (laughs) and had to find a power supply to replace the one i blew up effectively um to then get that fixed. And I realized it wasn't turning on because I didn't put a thermal paste on the CPU. So <laughs> there were a few things that I was learning as I was doing and got uh, that up yep. and running. So much so I was actually trying to fix that old PC that I had earlier this week. Now that I think of it, um, I think the CPU is overheating and I need to um, add thermal paste on it so it dissipates the heat properly again. Because I boot it and it after maybe five minutes, it'll just crash and blue screen, which is yeah. why I think it's something to do with like overheating. But yeah, I've already been to two or three hard drives <laughs> that it's corrupted. <laughs> Try, <laughs> trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Um, well, there you go. But, it's interesting. I, I can't believe your first computer you tried to build, you, it blew up. I mean, I was very fortunate. The first computer I built... Well, I, I tried to rebuild, also broke, um, you know, my Pentium 1. Mm. But I did end up building an AMD one afterwards. So mm. it was, it was mm. good. I think that's a, it was a good learning, isn't it? Did you Definitely. end up building an, a, another computer that actually worked? I think, yeah, I ended up putting it together, getting a new power supply, precariously stretching one of the cables under the graphics card so it fit because I didn't get the sizing quite right. Um, but it's lasted a solid five-plus years and... I think I once I get it back up and running, that could be an update in the future. I want to get that back up and running just for history's sake. But yeah, yeah throughout high school, interested in IT outside of it. Um, information processing technology was offered as an elective. I chose not to do it because I didn't like the way it was being taught um, and hearing stories about what it was like from other students. I was like, yeah, I think I made a good decision. So I drifted more towards 
things like economics, business studies, English extension one, maths extension one as the electives that I took because I'm still interested in business and economics, um, found them easy enough to do. But then I was always doing stuff with computers outside of that, figuring out how to use computers, um, video games. It was a big part of that, learning things about mods, installing programs on computers, learning how operating systems worked. I remember the first podcast I did was I was procrastinating, um, trying to learn keywords for the HSC and what they meant. So I tried to make it fun by recording the definition of each one and making each one into a podcast so I could just listen to it on loop. And I had it sitting in Dropbox as the way to host the files. Um, so that was a really creative way of procrastinating and studying at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being interested in scripting, um, having a little bit of fun with friends, being able to figure out how to write scripts that will make your computer talk to you and say words. Um, I remember sending one of those to a friend where they double clicked a batch file and all of a sudden it was saying whatever I pre-programmed and he got quite the shock. <laughs> <laughs> so even to this day, he always said, Hey James, is that link safe, right? <laughs> Just cause he always remembers that one, one time in high school, um, that we did, I did that. And also learning how the internet works, setting up, um, web servers on my home PC to try and understand how you create HTML files, how to host things was a really good experience learning a little bit about coding. So it just took me in a really interesting direction so that when I was trying to decide what I did at university, I was like, I like business. I like IT. And I found university of technology, Sydney offered a business and IT degree. So I was like, that sounds good. I'll do that double degree. Um, and I was accepted. Um, and that was, I finished high school 2013 and started uni 2014. And over that summer, I started working at WH Smith and that's where I met Rama. And I remember wasn't, I was working alongside him, but I was working for Craig, a good friend of ours and doing research about number of beds in hospitals. Cause I could Google search things and put them in an Excel spreadsheet and do that grunt work. But I gradually learned more about the business from that at a time. I think Rama, were you doing IT Fridays back then with ordering? Yeah, so I was doing ordering. Uh, I was doing, I mean, I was doing a bit of the liaising, but uh, mostly I was only allowed to touch IT on Fridays, which is very funny. <laughs> that <laughs> didn't last very long at all. It didn't last very long. So much so that coming around the summer of 2014, hey Rama, what are you doing now? Do you need any help in IT? I could have sent him a message after, yes, spending some time with him the previous summer and, and came back and started doing some other stuff, helping focus on what we can do in the support office, helping staff there whilst Rama was very much focused on trade, what was going on in stores, supporting those those guys there. Was, yeah, was, that was, was I mean, that was interesting. I, I don't... To be honest, I don't quite remember how you became, you know, sort of a, a permanent staff because I know yeah, you came that one summer uh, to help out and then you, you know, I, I told you to set up a computer and you somehow chose the kitchen as a place to set up your computer, which I thought 
was a very strange place to, to, to set it up, but I'm assuming there was no other table. Oh, it was next um, to the water cooler and I'm a thirsty boy. I like to drink my water. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yes. yes uh, I remember our, uh, our accountant, Colin, um, who I think he listens to this podcast. He used to tell us uh, that uh, when James is in the office, our uh, water consumption doubles. So you can imagine. So there was an office. I think at the, you probably when you joined, you probably had only about what, 12 or 13 people by that time, maybe 14. Yeah. Uh, but you doubled uh, the water consumption. One person <laughs> doubled the water consumption. So you can imagine yeah. um, how much water he drinks. But yeah, I don't actually remember how you became sort of a, a permanent member eventually, but I know that you you continuously help everybody on various things. Mm. Um, I know that you did a lot of the, my script work initially. Mm. So my Excel sheet, um, automating them, you know, putting a bit of uh, VB on them. Yeah. Um, and macros, which, you know, again, I think if you've been listening to this from the beginning, you probably realize like James talks about a lot about technical things. And I talk about no technical things because I'm actually not technically gifted. Um, but I think I built a lot of people skills over the years. Mm. And I, I have a very good grasp of technology. I think, um, yeah. and that's where my strength is, is I understand how everything works and I can learn about it relatively quickly, but I don't necessarily know how to do it myself. Yeah. But I think I'm very good at managing the resources around mm. those. So, and that's how I think I became the, the manager. And, and you sort of, you were in my team, then you, you, you're put off my team, then you're put back into my team. So, um, but basically yeah. I think throughout the whole, you know, our whole seven or eight, you know, six, seven years relationship working together, most of the time, I tend to manage you officially or not officially. You know what I mean? Even when you were working yeah. for commercial, I was still managing your workload every now and then. I was like, hey, can you do and this? It, and it was, yeah, this interesting technical barrier that Rama understood the building blocks of what I was using for technology and how I was solving my problems. So he could break those down and understand how all the pieces of the puzzle fit together to be able to help unlock my gifts to their fullest potential and, and direct my natural curiosity for solving problems. Yeah. And I think by giving him all these, or, you know, giving, giving you all these um, problems, I realized that's how your, I guess that's, that's where your, your mind kind of excel is seeing the problem and taking it apart and then finding the solution. Although it might be a complex problem, but I think you're very good at breaking it down into mm. little chunks of problem and then solving them each one by one. And then eventually it became one solution, mm. uh, which again, I think I'm very good at the conceptual stage. I know what we want and I think I know what the end result should be, but I guess I lack the technical side of mm. it. Um, and I think I've, I've admitted to myself, I've never been a, a technically gifted person. I'm, I'm very poor in programming. Um, I've always find it very challenging. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just don't get it. Um, but I understand what the, pro what program, you know, what, what the programming does, you know, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a program, you know, I know that it's there, the code's there. I think I could draw up a map of how a program works, but if I had to remember to write it myself, yeah. I would work with a very good one. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of complement each other in terms mm. of our, our, our skills. And I think that's how we work well together uh, until mm. this day. I think yeah. we work together and, and I continuously rely on your technical skills to achieve a lot of my goals. Um, mm. I think the business sometimes don't realize that uh, because, you know, they don't think that you, you know, because you don't work for me directly, uh, that you're not doing anything 
with me, but you actually are. Mm. <laughs> a lot of so the time you actually are doing a lot of IT work. So much of my yeah change requests that I write up yeah. need a technical sense for you to review it to be able to approve it as your responsibility area because it affects yeah. our systems that we use. And I think the funny thing is sometimes uh, we would just have this banter. Uh, and we find a solution. I, I, I might mm-hmm. not give them the solution, but I think by having the or by vocalizing that that problem, somehow you you come to a a solution, and I think that kind of helps you a lot. And mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, you did come to me and said, "What do you think about this?" And then you somehow ended up with the answer yourself. I didn't. I did I had mm-hmm. no input, but I think just being able to have somebody to bounce those ideas off, yeah, and work, work uh, leads you to through. a solution. I, I think I, I saw so many examples of that, uh, and and I thought. Uh, I, might, I think that's where I thought that's where mm. my strength is, is just in the people's skill side. And, and that's how I always mm. think um, I, I can bring a lot of value is, is the managerial side, because someone asked me to write a program, I'll write a very crappy one. Tell you that now. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll probably build an average computer. I probably won't you know, build the best of the best. Oh, cause I would not know what is complementary when it comes to parts anymore. Yeah. But I think if I had, uh, you know, a team of, programmers, support guys, you know, engineers, I think I can get everybody to work harmoniously and, and mm. achieve the goal. And I think that's where my strength, strength is. Mm. And yeah, and I you, realized that early on. You've seen the numerous occasions where um, my technical ability means I sometimes lose sight of the forest through the trees. And then when I sit down and talk to you about what it is, I sometimes get the perspective that I need. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And and we've seen many examples of you thinking you've had a really good idea, uh, and then you didn't check with me, implement it, and then realize it was not a good idea. Not so good of an idea. Not so good of an idea. And and I think we've we've have we've gone through that a couple of times. Uh, but uh, you know, as like I said, as a manager, I think one of the important things is you need to be able to protect your guys and be able to make sure that they're able to do their work. Um, and 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 take those risks. Mm. Um, I think no, numerous times you've, you, we had incidents and, and look, I've taken on the chin, I sat in front of the board, uh, sat in front of the steering group and admitted that I should have had more oversight. But I think that again, you know, like you said, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Yep. <laughs> and those moments we both learn. And in our time together, to be, we've done yeah, a lot of learning to together. And you learn how to, be, how to be more careful when you mm. make those decisions. Yeah. Pro, uh, pro tip for everyone listening: When you see see someone in an email, it doesn't mean that they've read it automatically. <laughs> agree. So you need to make sure you 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 can get a confirmation that, or or even ask them to get a response. Yeah. Because that was the one only way you're gonna protect yourself is if that person responded to you, which means they've read the email. Or, you know, and 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 one a pro tip for everybody who works in an office environment, you know, verbal confirmation means jack. Um, get so things in writing get things in a writing uh no matter what i've had we've had a many occasion where we've verbally agreed to something with mm. other people and then when uh things uh don't work out they will say i've never said that which i think mm. we've had it multiple times so one one thing is once you've had a verbal agreement immediately go back to your desk email that person and said as we've discussed this is what we've agreed on if you mm. don't agree Please respond with what you you know what we did agree yeah, on. What if was you don't respond, yeah, or or you know if you don't respond, I take it as you've understood. Um, yeah. You accept it. So yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately as the company get bigger, the camaraderie t- um, style disappear, 
and the politics starts playing up. So yeah. because when you play small, it's a it's a camaraderie. Everybody's in the trenches together. Everybody will look after each other. As you get bigger, you will definitely look out for number one. Mm. Uh, so always, um, yeah. If you are if you're working in a big um, workplace, you know, in a, in a decent sized company. Get it in writing and always protect yourself because unfortunately others ain't gonna protect you, um, and it's just human nature. But again, if you have a good rapport with somebody, most of the time they will be more than willing to help you out. And I think that's why we have such a good rapport because we kind of help each other out, mm. no matter what the situation is. Um, yeah, and try and go the extra mile for each other. Exactly, and I think that's a very key. You know, if you are looking to be uh, in a managerial position, it's very important that you have a good rapport with your team. Because yes, you know, you, we've seen examples of managers who are very good at yelling and the alpha type. Mm. Uh, yes, you, you'll get things done uh, sometimes, but most of the time you ended up either getting a forced effort mm. uh, and or you're going to just get the bare minimum out of people because they just want to make sure you get it done, just not get yelled at. Um, yeah. And I think I learned that that's, the, that's the, not the managerial skill that I wanted Definitely. to do. So I've and- always avoided that. And a saying that I've heard that I think is true is people often don't leave jobs, but they often leave managers. And I've been around seven years because I've had the benefit of working with people like Craig, with Rama, who have been good managers, who I've enjoyed spending time with, talking with, having conversations in the kitchen with, which is how we've named the podcast Kitchen Conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. And then continuing to work with them, collaborate with them, and work on the journey. And even so, we're doing this outside of work now because we're on parallel journeys. We're thinking about an e-commerce store. And this has been a bit of a background to share with exactly. each other. Exactly. And I, I think I always find that that's the most important to me is if you have a good rapport with people, you ended up again, you know, yes, uh, you do need to draw the line at when it becomes, where, where are you a manager and when are you a friend? Yeah, uh, and I think if you're very good at managing that, you can have it. I mean, I I can attest to me and James is a good mm. friend outside of work, but mm. I know that when we're at work, and I, if I was um, his manager, he will respect my authority, yeah. and he would not uh, go and abuse our friendship to to kind of get his way or to you know to to kind of have an easier time. Mm. And I, and it goes both ways. I think uh, you know, like people said, respect is is earned, not not um, you know not. What is it? What's the other one? Is it earned, not uh, demanded? Is that yeah, right? Or, not yeah, yeah, or not, you know, it's not, it's not a right, you yeah. know, it's kind of like it's, it's earned. So you, the people that you, you know, that you, that, that report to you, they need to see that, you know, mm. they respect you. And if they respect you, they can, they, they can uh, stay within the, the lines. Like I said, mm. I think we've, you know, our relationship has, uh, is a really good example of where you can be good mates outside of work, but in the workplace, um, you still follow the, the authority mm. level. Yeah. Um, and, and not in saying that, you know, I go and just start, start telling him what to do, but we, we work collab- collaboratively, but he does mm. respect my position mm. because uh, he knows that I, ultimately when things go wrong, they will look at me and not at him or not at you, yeah. uh, Jane. So you know that you want to make sure you do the right thing because mm. one is I'm the one who's going to get in trouble if things don't go right. And two is, you know, you do think that I have the right mind and the right decision-making skill to be able to make the right call when, yeah. it, when it comes. So, 
But I, I have examples where I become good friends and they're taken advantage of. So as a manager, that's one skill you mm. need to know how to how to um, manage or mm. how to how to develop. Yeah, and it's also something from my perspective that having the the character to be able to take things, have have on, honest conversations that are hard with each other, that are tough, especially when I've messed up, I've made mistakes. Um, and Ram has been able to help me pull my head in and learn from those mistakes and look after me um, and help me to grow and develop instead of um, necessarily crushing or belittling what I was hoping to do has been really good and helped me develop and grow and also help me build respect for who he is and how he manages the team. And and I think that's how we got to where we are. Like I said, it's it's a both way because it's, and unfortunately, sometimes you do get a, a a team member who doesn't have that mindset. Um, and then you and at that point, you need to then use a different management style on that person, mm. uh, because they're just not gonna be able to respect that if you try to be friends with them, they're gonna take advantage of it, uh, and they're just gonna use it as an excuse to slack off or to not you know having to work so hard or to take advantage of it. Uh, so it's important, but I say if you find somebody that you think is a really brilliant team member, you need to then yeah, find out how you can uh, how you can get the best out of them. I think is the best way I say it. Yeah, uh, and I think I've, I've been quite good at doing that, um, and at the same time be able to make lifelong friends. So you know, I, I, I've still got friends that I that used to work for me at McDonald's that are still my friends now. Uh, and then I'm, then I'm no longer their manager, but you know, they still, they still, we still have, you know, mutual respect for each other because I respected them because they were, you know, a good team member and they respected respect me as a manager and they still think I'm a good person in general. So they still want to, you know, keep in touch. So, mm. well, I mean, I don't know. I hope this doesn't go too long. Um, well, yeah, we've stretched this into an epic episode. I think we've Looking at the little timer on OBS for what I'm using to stream this and record this, we're up, up past the 50-minute mark. So yeah, I so might I think, split yeah. this into a part one and part two to share with, yeah, with let's, people. Let's, let's do that. And then like I said, if you enjoy these kind of things and you want to hear more about our our story, please let us know. Hmm. Um, happy to share more. There's plenty more we could share. Like I said, me and James worked together for seven years. Plenty of things that we know um, that, that we've done together. There's also plenty of stories that we've, you know, experienced separately that if you want to hear more, mm. uh, you know, just, yeah, shoot us a comment. Let us yeah. know what you want to hear. Yeah, comment, more than to share. comment, ask questions, and we can share our experience with you. And as we wrap up today, I'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Kitchen Conversations. Any final closing remarks, Rama? Um. Yeah, just... I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, you, you cut out a little bit there when you, you said that. I missed the first two words of that sentence. Oh, I said, yeah. So I think uh, try to be good, uh, seize the opportunity uh, mm. when it comes. So you never know when it turns up, but when it comes, seize the opportunity. Mm. Do not go and say it's too hard or can't be bothered. Yeah. Seize it because you never know where it's going to take you. Yeah. And for any of those fans out there of Dead Poets Society, I'd phrase that as carpe diem. Or when I'm trying to be funny, you got to make sure you carpe your DM to make sure you seize your opportunities and seize moments that, that come along. But as we finish up this episode, stay safe, stay healthy, and make sure you follow government guidelines. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>